Welcome to the 10 Minute Money Podcast. My name is John Dyer, and as always, I'm joined by Paul Erickson. Paul and I are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Royal Oak, Michigan, an independent RAA. How are you doing, Paul? I'm great. Good morning, John. How are you? Good, good. Today we're going to talk about the market. I know that's been a fun topic for us lately. A rough little patch here. So we had a few bumps in the road with this market. So last podcast we did, the last podcast that we did, the market had run up 10%. In the summer. In the summer. Yeah. In about a month, a little over a month. And now we're back down... I don't know. What are we down now since the last podcast? Since the last one? Yeah, at least another. I mean, September was down 9% on the S&P 500. Yeah, so 9%. So we were up 10, now we're down 9. Yeah. So we're kind of back where we started uh, the summer, really. Right, right. And we're back kind of where we started before the pandemic. Right. This is what a bear market feels like. You know, I mean, I just remember 2001 and... 2008 and i mean even in the coronavirus in 2020 i mean it was just it it feels it's really rough it's not fun i don't like to look at my own statements they're not fun to look at yeah the nice thing about the coronavirus in 2020 it was over pretty quickly you're right it was 30 days down 30 percent and then turn right back around this is much different this time where oh, so we started slow. in November, we were down 7% in January alone, and we mm-hmm. thought it was a good time. The market came up, you know, we thought we were rebounding, then the war in Ukraine hit, and right. then the market went right, right back down. And then it ran down through mid-June, and then we had the nice little run, and now we're back down again, and yeah, this is, this reality. is, all, this yeah. is all inflation. Well, mostly You're inflation. Right. It I is think mostly, mostly inflation. Because the one cardinal rule of investing is don't fight the Fed. And the only tool the Fed has to fight inflation is raising interest rates. It's the only tool they really have. It's a big hammer. And it hurts the economy. It hurts the market. But I don't think the Fed is will change course. I think they will keep raising rates until inflation cracks yeah i think jay powell if you look a little bit back at his history when he first got into office he back in 2018 he raised rates pretty aggressively in december i think it was one of the worst decembers on record when he raised rates Mm -hmm. pretty quickly and uh he's not afraid to raise interest rates he's not afraid to be the bad guy yeah inflation is no good for for everybody it hurts everybody in the long run. They have to find a way to control it and bring it down. The only hard thing is they his I feel like Jay Powell has been really clear. He wants to see unemployment rising. He wants to see those job numbers increasing in terms of job losses. That's going to be his one of his metrics if inflation is coming under control. But no, none of these companies want to get rid of their good people that they have working because, I mean, that's the the good thing is the economy is doing well right now. The U.S. dollar is doing well. Uh, but that that's not great for inflation. He will keep his foot on the gas as long as he sees, I think, that number. We are seeing, I think, some other cracks in, in inflation yeah. here and there. Like some of the commodities. Right. Some of the commodities, uh, 
some of the rent rental income is coming down a little bit. Yeah. So the Wall Street Journal fun fact: um, the price of PVC is down forty two percent. Forty two over the weekend. Yeah. Wow. Which you know they use it in construction, housing, you know, building. Lumber has come down. Lumber has, Lumber come, has down come way tremendously. down. Yeah. So, so we are seeing that uh, we still have issues with the supply chain. I mean, you go to the grocery store again. I feel like I say this every podcast, but they're they're out of something random. Well, yeah. When you go there, were they out of your Honey Nut Cheerios, or what were they out of? They're actually out of checks last time. That is frustrating. <laughs> like month, I can't get checks. You got to get your checks. The kids want their checks. I don't know. All right, I'll make a note <laughs> to myself if I see any to pick some up for you. You're close though. Huh? The war in Ukraine, I think, is another thing that's still out there that's right. escalating a little bit. Yeah, the market doesn't like uncertainty. We have uncertainty. We don't know what will happen in the Ukraine. You keep seeing the word nuclear. That's not good for anybody. No. If he gets pushed into a corner, I mean, he could use that. It would be terrible. There's no winner in a nuclear conflict. But if that conflict came to an end and they could find some semblance of peace, the markets would love that. I mean, I think we would really see a nice move in the U.S. markets and some of the global markets would move in the right direction. Right. So this is where we we take a hard right turn and talk about the positives. Let's talk about the positives. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) One is the economy strong, right? The economy, the underlying economy is still strong. Right. And this is not like the banking crisis we saw in 07. No, I don't see that. Uh, the banks seem really well capitalized. Re- residential real estate seems to be holding up even though rates have risen. I don't see too many cracks in that compared to 08. Yeah, the scariest thing would be a banking crisis uh, in my eyes. For financial, yeah, that's... In the financial world, that is worst, in the worst financial case scenario. World. Yes, in the financial world. That would be worst case scenario. We're nowhere near that right now. Yeah. I almost see we're kind of opposite. I mean, there were banks that lost, that went under. I mean, you think about Bear Stearns. I mean, Lehman even, Brothers. Even Lehman Brothers went down. I mean, even Merrill had to be forced to connect up with Bank of America and all these financial institutions were falling apart. Wachovia went away. All these huge old institutions just went away. And now I feel like with rates higher, people aren't taking their money out of the bank. They're putting it in the bank because they can. Fi- seniors can finally get a decent fixed income return on a CD or on treasury bills. Yeah, and that's another thing. I read somewhere over the weekend it was the worst market for the 60-40 portfolio. This 60% year. equity, 40% bonds this this year. Yeah, because both went down. Because right. everything went down. Bonds right. went down. So usually when interest rates go up and you're raising interest rates, bond prices fall. They have an inverse relationship. That's why we saw everything go down this past year. But this is going to set up really nicely for retirees or people that are just maybe – even young people that are maybe saving for a house in a year. And in the past 15 years, they haven't had a good place to put their cash. No. Now you can put it in the bank and CDs are getting 4%, like you said. Right. Treasuries. Government bonds are doing well. You have a lot of good options right now, which it will help for the long term. You know, for a, for somebody who's just retiring, if they can get 4 5% on their one- and two-year 
fixed income or their bonds or the CDs, that's really going to help for the long term. Long term coming out of this, this down period we're in right now, you're going to have a lot more ways to come out of it. Whereas even like a couple of years ago during the flash crash, you know, the, uh, that we had, uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, you you really could only use equities to get out. Now we're going to have bonds, fixed income CDs, you know, and and stocks will do well right. coming out of this. So, and it'll be a longer, I think, a longer sustained slower up market to where the last few years it's just been it, everything's happened so fast. The market, you know, went up. I think a little too fast. It did. It did. Yeah, I think they they pumped in so much money from the quantitative easing and they put so much money in the system through COVID and all that extra money sloshing around there it just caused inflation. Yeah, exactly. It's going to take a while. And when we went into the pandemic, we the rates weren't where they should have been. We should we probably should have been raising rates dating back to 2013 we didn't we waited Agreed. and i think that's part of it too and now we're paying the price so right. now we really have to make up for that fun market we were in the past 10 years where money was so cheap right it was almost so much kind liquidity. of a yeah it was it was it was like happy fun time everyone you know could get a loan for 2 3% and we're buying like crazy which was causing the economy to overheat right yeah, and the the Fed was stimulating at that time. Right. They were trying to keep the economy moving, and now they're trying to slow it down. Yeah, and we have to slow it down now because we can't let inflation get out of control. 9% inflation is not good for anybody. Historically, inflation's around 2.5%, I do think we eventually will go back to that. Uh, the Fed has mentioned 3% is their target. I think we're going to be back in that realm Usually, the when you look back historically at this type of inflationary environment, it'll it'll last a couple of years, and we're a year into it now. So right, right. They haven't declared a recession yet. I think when they do, that'll be sort of a light at the end of the tunnel that we're getting close. And I think we're close from them saying we're in a recession because yeah. we we have been in a recession. Yeah, technically, right. But the the economists just haven't come out and said. We're in a recession, which I think will be close. Yeah. Okay, so the other positive thing, Roth conversions. Yes, Roth conversions. It's a great time to do Roth conversions right now. Why? Why is it a good time? Well, so I've, I did this back in 08 and 09 for a few clients where the market was down. I mean, back then, I mean, 30 40% in 08, 09. It was a big pullback, bear market, it hurt. But some of the, you know, I asked some of the, the clients that I was working with back then, you know, uh, what do you think about a Roth conversion? And they said, well, what's the benefit? I said, well, your account in 07 was $100,000. Now it's only worth $65,000. We could convert that traditional IRA to a Roth IRA and get all of that growth as we got into the bull market, came back, and we got that account back over 100000 probably within 17, 18 months. 
So they get all that tax-free growth that they don't have to pay taxes on. They paid it, you know, when it was 40% cheaper. So I, I do think it's it's worth a conversation with your investment advisor to talk about a Roth conversion and if it makes sense for you. I agree. Yeah, talk about it with them and they'll bring your accountant in uh, the mix. You're going to have to know your income and... Uh, your tax bracket. Yeah. Helps. So Right, because you will have to pay some taxes. And you could take it out of the traditional IRA, but most people that I talk to, I try to get them to pay the taxes up front on that. Right. So I do think it's a great strategy for people. And it's something that we've been talking about with clients this year. And we're going to continue to do it uh, into next year. Yeah. So it it is a good time to do a Roth conversion. Uh, That's one of the most positive things I can think of right now. I agree. So Paying less tax and capitalizing on a bear market instead of being victimized by it, you know? Right. Taking advantage, taking advantage, advantage of it. Of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Look at the positives and take advantage of what you can control now. The market will turn around. We don't it know will. when that is. No. But we we're, we're think in, we're, cl- yeah, we're, we're closer in, to the end than we are the I agree. beginning. I mean, yeah. We're obviously, like I said, in a bear market. But what comes after a bear market? The next bull market. And so average life expectancy of a bear is, you know, 18 months. We're we're well into that at this point. If you want to say, you know, December last year, we kind of started going into this. Uh, we're, we're through most of it. So we can look forward and have some hope for the next bull market yeah next year i think at some point next year we'll, we'll we should get through it now could happen faster if things turn around if there's a resolution in ukraine you could see the market run if inflation numbers come back really positive we could see the fed then take the, the, his foot off the gas here right. and, and raising rates and yeah. the market could run there's still a lot of good things that are going to come down the pipeline. We just don't know when that's going to be. So I don't know. What are we going to get? Yeah. I mean, we're going to hopefully help as many people as we can, you know, get ready for retirement or help them through retirement, but just to, you know, do the right thing, help them make decisions. Yeah. As always, this podcast was for educational purposes only. Please give us a review and like our podcast wherever you listen You can also find us at www.royaloakfinancialadvisors.com for any finance-related questions. Thanks, Paul, for joining, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, John. Thank you for joining John Dyer and Paul Erickson on this 10-Minute Money podcast. John and Paul are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Michigan, a fee-only RIA who specialize in helping their clients better understand their investments. If you watch the pennies, the dollars will come. 